Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the live exchange where we exchange compelling dialogue around humanity, intellect, and change every Thursday from 11 to 1. I'm Dr. Pamela, and I will be joined today by three phenomenal guests in the first half of the show uh, and the second half, and I'll be joined in the first half by uh, uh, Tiana Lee Goodwin, Tiana T. Goodwin, my goodness, and Renee Hub later in, uh, and later in the second half, Tamika Hardin. And we're going to be talking about mental stamina. We have so many amazing stories today to be told. And boy, is mental stamina needed in this day and age, in this year, in 2020, with all this going on. And so two of our guests today are um, going to be talking about um, specifically their own experiences um, with uh, the coronavirus. And, um, and then we're going to be talking about how all three of them are working towards um, helping people um, in their own mental stamina as we go. I, it's, it's one of the philosophies that I've carried near and dear to my heart because um, it is how I get through all the tough times. It's how I push through. And, you know, people ask me all the time, how do you do it all? How do you do it all? Uh, mental stamina is how I do it all. How I, I keep my mind in the game, my head in the game when it's from staying in shape to building a business, to being a mother, to juggling all of the different balls I've got going on in life. So yes, mental stamina is what we're going to be talking about today. Because as I said, 2020 has been a year of challenge. It's been a year of personal development, of pain, of growth, and people all around the world have had to wrap their mind around what we refer to as the new normal. I resisted that term for a very long time, um, but but surely, uh, certainly, our lives have changed uh, due to all of the events that have happened in 2020. This year has been a lot tougher um, for some more than others, and the goal of this show is to help people um, figure out how to push through. So today our guests and I will discuss what it means to have mental stamina and the mental fortitude that it requires to equip us to fight through this epidemic, this pandemic, through these economic challenges, through all of the political uh, games that we're seeing being played and help us to develop new ways of functioning that aligns with our continued growth. I'm all about growth. So I am looking forward to the show. I cannot wait to engage in conversation with these phenomenal women. Um, so definitely get involved, comment, post. If you're on uh, Facebook, definitely engage in the conversation. We want to see your comments. We want to hear what you have to say. Um, and if you're listening, um, definitely um, tune in because we've got lots. We've got lots to talk about today. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and um, get this show started. So stay with us. We've got two hours of great conversation. Uh, and I look forward to hearing everything that you all have to say as well. So stay with us. We'll be right back on the live exchange. Change. I'm Dr. Pamela, and today we are talking about mental stamina. It is one of the principles that I hold near and dear to my heart because it is the thing that keeps me going. It is my mindset that, that makes it possible for me to push through um, moments that are like 2020 that just won't go away, that just keeps, you know, it just keeps coming at us. It just keeps, keeps hitting us. Um, so I would love to introduce our two guests because I, I really um, want you all to to hear their stories and, and to um, listen to some of their strategies. So I'll start with Tiana T. Goodwin. She is the creator of the Divine Connections Academy. She's an educator, serial, serial entrepreneur, and branding specialist from Philadelphia. 
Philadelphia. The Divine Connections Academy connects your purpose and your brand. This is executed through business branding, sponsorship, consulting, and media. Um, and then our second guest is Renee Hub. She's an author and evangelist. She's an experienced um who has experienced tremendous pain during this pandemic, losing not one, but four members of um, her family within 60, a 60 day period. Um, a nephew, a niece, a grandmother, and a grandfather. She did not let grief overcome her. Um, and this experience not only showed her and her family that they have a firm foundation in God um, and, that, and that brought them closer but it also inspired her to launch Inspiring to Live. So welcome, welcome T and Renee, hello. It's so awesome to have you both today. I, I really look forward to um, hearing um, about your take on mental stamina. It's one of those things that, um, it's one of those words, you know, I'm a researcher that I think I came up with, but I had to Google it. Like, did I come up with this? Because I like the idea of it. Um, but I, I would love to know, um, just, uh, you know, as an opening statement from each of you, um, you know, what does mental stamina mean to you when you hear about, how, you know, when you think about your own life and, and how you might had to be, you know, uh, mentally resilient through some of the things you've experienced? What does that mean to you? And we'll start with uh, T. Oh, wow. Mental stamina means to me just endurance, you know, mm -hmm. being able to get through all those life trials and tribulations. Um, of course, we get into those situations and, you know, we get startled, we get scared, but that's OK, because you have to get through it. Like, you know, this obstacle that you have to go through in life is something that is going to help you find your purpose. And that's my biggest thing, doing everything with a purpose and for a purpose. I love it. I love it. I love it. And that's going to, and that is going to uh, lay the foundation for any business that you end up running. And so I, I'd love to hear about what you, the work that you do with businesses as well, T. Um, and Renee, what are your thoughts about mental stamina? Um, I definitely agree with what you said. It is about resilience and it's about um, how you handle them. We don't realize the importance of how we handle things and how we live like a child because we are going to come away. And mentally, we do have to be prepared. And for me, I handle things by praying. I handle things, again, by having a core group of friends that support me, that kind of keep me balanced and level-headed and help me to understand that we're all we're not always going to be the strong ones. It's yeah. okay sometimes to say, you know what, I need some help. I need someone there to support me, to pray for me, to help me get through this situation and through this trial. Because that's why a lot of people fail, because we feel like we have to handle everything on our own, and we can't. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's one of the things, you know, that, that we have to learn, that we're not in this alone um, by any means. Um, and, and Renee, I, I don't know if, if the feedback is coming from your end, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of work through that, um, you know, at some point, um, just to give you a heads up. Um, there's a little feedback coming on your end. Um, but I, so I really want to just kind of put the, the big elephant in the room out there, which is, you know, a coronavirus, right? This is something that's impacting people um, from a personal level, from a professional level. Um, and, and so, T, I know that you do a lot of work with, with businesses and, and trying to connect their purpose to their brand. Um, I'm sure that you've, you've been able to kind of see the ways in which 
um, this pandemic has impacted people's businesses. Um, can you talk about the work that you do, um, you know, within um, your, your organization to, to kind of help people through that? Yes, absolutely. So like you stated, I am the founder and CEO of the Divine Connections Agency, where I assist my clients in building brand purpose and brand identity through digital marketing, media, and consulting. So when Corona hit, of course, you know, it was a lot going on. People were really like literally shutting down, not just shutting down in the physical, but shutting down in the mental. So I had to make sure that those who I already had as clients had to put them in a different state of mind. Now it's time to pivot. And you know, you guys, we have been using that word all year. You know, we had to pivot or we had to scale back on business services or products. And it was something that we had to get adjusted to. Nobody knows what's going to happen when it happens and we don't know how long it's going to happen so we yeah. have to always have that plan a but also please you know plan b c d and e you know yes. so it was it's so important that you know we have to put ourselves in a good mindset um not just mentally but physically spiritually and we have to stay grounded because just like renee mentioned faith is going to get you a long way if you give up on yourself You've given up on everything that you've accomplished, you know, right. so you have to put yourself in a great mental mindset to be able to keep pushing and push through. But like I always stated, COVID actually was kind of good to me because a lot of people started businesses. So yeah. it was a good way for me to push my business and also offer my services to anyone who was, you know, just stepping in and getting their feet wet. You know, what's interesting, T, is that the the I there have been people where um for whom COVID has been, you know, devastating for in some ways. Mm -hmm. And then there's ways in which the, the changes and the ways in which we've needed to pivot has, has yielded a lot of benefits and a lot of profit. And so just speaking from the business standpoint and the financial standpoint, uh, this term that you use pivot, it's funny because I used the same term with a friend a couple of weeks ago and he just like, ah, all this, this trendy jargon, pivot, pivot, pivot. Um, and, and, you know, so when people hear something that's trendy, they want to dismiss it. But I would love for you to talk about the importance of that and what that really means in practical, um, you know, what does that mean when you apply that idea of pivoting to your life? Yes. Um, oh my gosh. Pivot is not even just in business. I know with me, I had to pivot some things I did in my lifetime, you know, in my life during 2020, you know, um, it's something, like I said, you have to get used to. So if you know that you offer, let's say you sell a product, but you sell several of them, and let's say you get them from China, right? So you know that if you are getting your, your items from China in order to you know, make a successful business, then, you know, you might need to be trying to get some stuff from America now, because, <laughs> you know, if you know that their, their shipping is going to be two and three weeks out instead of that, you know, three, four turn, that three, four day turnaround, then you need to think about your other resources that you have, or maybe instead of offering, let's say that candle product. Now let's offer candle classes where you can do virtual yeah. classes and teach people how to make candles in their own home you know, or workshops or, you know, whatever it is. So it's all about just a slight, it's a slight adjustment, guys. It's right. nothing that you have to work super hard for. You just have to think smarter. Wow. I, I love it. I, that is, uh, and exactly. And it does apply to all areas of life. Look, it, it applied. We're, we're going to have somebody on, on the, in the second half who is a fitness guru. And look, I, even just a, a pivoting my workout routine, because I mm -hmm. am a gym rat and I haven't been in a gym since, 
February. <laughs> so, so everything, like you said, everything in your life. Um, well, we're, we're going to go ahead and, and go to a break. And um, I, when we come back, we're going to look at um, some trending topics and things that are going on um, in the world um, that are actually in this time, it's really good news. It's exciting news. So, um, so everybody um, stay with us and uh, we'll be back on the live exchange. Uh, welcome back to Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and um, today I am joined by uh, two amazing guests. Um, I have um, Renee. Um, oh gosh, I have, I don't have, I don't have, I'm sorry, I have Renee and I have tea. That's, I have Renee and I have tea. And both of them are here to tell me about their experiences with how they are overcoming um, COVID and what they're doing in terms of um, helping others as well. So Renee, um, if you can share a little bit about your story, because I know that you've been directly impacted um, by COVID in your family. So um, can you please just share um, a little bit of your story. Sure. Um, June 6th, I lost my grandfather. Um, and on July 7th, my grandmother passed away. July 20th, my niece passed away from cancer. And then on July 22nd, my nephew passed away um, from kidney failure. And during that time, it was kind of difficult for our family, losing them during COVID, not being able to visit them, in the hospital, my grandmother lived in a senior building, and not being able to see them during their final moments, it was really tough. Um, for me, I'm generally the strong one, but I had to really rely and lean on my faith, rely on my church family, and also I had to realize that I needed to sit down and talk with someone. So I had a meeting with my pastor so that I can get in a better headspace and not try to feel like um, I had to handle everything. Wow. Own. And so, so this is very real. This is very real for you, for your family. Um, and yet you, yeah. we have all seen people who are, you know, it's a hoax, so you don't really need this or that. I mean, what do you say um, to people who just kind of think this isn't a real thing, that this is just over-exaggerated, that it's just like the flu, you know, which is what we heard a lot in the beginning. Honestly, that's just my mindset. That you know, this is it's something that's going to pass. It's like the flu. You know, more people die from the mm-hmm. flu. But being really connected to this and really actually seeing people who are in the ICU that I know, people who have family members who died from this. Not one member in the household, but three members in their household yeah. passed away from this. Um, we really need to take this serious. And I'm not saying walk around in fear. We don't. Right. We're not supposed to walk around in fear. Right. But I'm saying use wisdom. I'm saying wear your mask. I'm saying wash your hands. And yeah. this is stuff that honestly we should have been doing from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like now it's a heightened um, alert. Make sure you wash your hands. Make sure you wear your mask. Um, don't travel from state to state and have different family members over from different states thinking now I can go take a vacation. Use wisdom with that. You know, you may take a vacation, but you don't know who you're around and you're coming yeah. back to your family members. You know, that's so interesting because, um, you know, I'm a part of a group. um, uh, It's a black travel group on on social media. And there's a the the debates about whether or not to travel right now are wildly active. (laughs) I mean, to the point where 
the moderator has had to, shoot, I might need to have him on the show, but the moderator has had to tell people to stop travel shaming people <laughs> um, because the, 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 the viewpoints on both sides are so passionate. You know, I'm going to travel. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to live my life versus y'all are crazy for traveling. And, and, the, and both point, points of view are passionate, yeah. you know, about their stance on that. Um, so I, I say that just because it's, it's really, you know, interesting that you would bring it up. Um, and, and really, we're all trying to figure out our own survival at this time. Um, people who are for the traveling thing, I'm trying to keep my travel, you know, to an absolute minimum. Um, however, people who are saying, no, I'm traveling because this is my peace of mind. This is how I mentally survive this pandemic. I mean, and that's one of the things that we've had to do. And I'm going to put this question out um, and I'll start with T. I mean, both of you guys have mentioned faith as an important facet of, of getting through um, something like 2020. Um, and, and faith is, is directly related to mindset. Um, how do you work through faith? you know, um, with businesses who might not, you know, maybe, I, I don't know if you just choose faith-based organizations or organizations, and we know that spirituality and religion are, are two different things, so you can be of a certain religion and still have a level of faith. Um, you know, how do you work through faith and help people with, you know, the faith aspect of it from a business standpoint? Yeah, there you go. Okay. When it comes to um, faith, Faith, like you said, it can be spiritual or it can just be in relationship building. And that's my biggest thing. Like I know personally, you know, I believe in God and I know he is the head of my life and I know I can get through whatever, you know, as long as I stay focused and follow this path he has me on, right? But then you also have faith in relationships. So anybody you're building business relationships with, you have to have faith in them. You know, I just told someone on another interview, I treat my client's business yeah. just like I would treat my own child. You know, I have to nurture it. I have to make sure, you know, that it's getting the proper um, marketing strategies done. I have to, you know, I have to mold this business, especially if it's something that you're just starting or maybe something that you're rebranding. You know, I have to treat it like a child. So it always starts with relationship building. I have to make sure that, we trust one another. I have to make you also accountable. Right. It's accountability in there as well. You know, you can't, let's say you want to pray for whatever. And then now you fearful again. Like it don't work like that. You have to stay grounded and then also still have faith. We can't go back and worry about something that we wanted the higher powers to take out of our hands. So when it yeah. goes in situations like that, I always tell people, I have to build relationships with my clients because one, I want them to come back. You know, you want yeah. them to come back for continued <laughs> services, but yeah. you also want to build a relationship with them. A lot of relationships yeah. I built through businesses are some are actually some of my really good friends. You know, we yeah. have yeah. real good relationships outside of business as well. Wow. We're, we're going to definitely need to talk about relationships, but first we're going to go into, because uh, this is completely related to faith, in my personal opinion, we're going to go straight into trending topics. Okay. So why is this related to faith? Well, for me, it's related to faith because I have been, you know, holding on to hope that politically things in the country will turn around. And, and I have stood on that 
throughout the entire year of 2020, people have said, you know what, I just think things are not going to change. I don't think he's, you know, the president is going to be voted out. I just, you know, we're just going to have to grit our teeth and deal with another four years. And I just refused. I refused to believe that. So I, um, so, so for me, this is a faith thing, a manifestation of faith to be able to um, talk about the fact that President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris have announced an all-female communications team aimed at bringing diverse perspectives <laughs> to the White House. <laughs> I love it. In a statement, Biden said the team was made up of qualified, experienced communicators who will bring diverse perspectives to their work and a shared commitment to bringing this country back better. Now, <laughs> this to me is is history in the making, and it is the manifestation of the faith of people who have said, you know what, we're not going to give up. We're going to keep pushing. We're going to have the mental stamina. We're going to do what needs to be done to make a difference in, in, in what's happening. And I have to just personally... Um, point out the two individuals that I have I have admired and have been following um, through their their careers. Simone Sanders, who's a part of that team, she's the senior advisor and chief spokesperson for um, for the VP, so for for Vice President Elect Kamala Harris, and then Corinne Jean Pierre, who is the principal de deputy press secretary. Uh, now, I really wanted her to be the press secretary that's going to be, you know, in front of everybody and answering all those tough questions. Um, but but she's 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 above that. Like she's the principal de deputy press secretary. So I am I'm good with her being there, too. I'm excited. Um, and and so I, I don't know. I, I heard some woohoo, some cheers in the background. What do you what do you think? <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm just super excited about everything that's transpiring with this. You know, yeah. like like you said, it is really history in the making. Like yeah. women, we are coming. We yeah. are here. We are showing up as the best versions of ourselves. And 2021 is about to be lit, as as, as they said. You know, lit. yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and and Renee, when I think about you know your your story and the things that you've experienced um, with COVID, and we look at a communications team like this, it gives me hope that the the truth is going to be put out there. That we'll we'll be able to to really find out what's happening. Um, you know, with people, not just from the proactive media who, you know, who are committed to telling these stories, but from the White House, you know, from the leadership of this country, we'll start to be able to hear stories like yours and with an empathetic ear, with a proactive ear. Let's do something about this. Any, any thoughts about that before we go to break, Renee? I definitely agree with you. Um, the narrative is going to change in a lot of areas for a lot of different people. Um, and I feel like the truth will be told in different communities, not only in the Black community, but the Latino community. Every community, I'm going to believe we're going to be given a voice and an opportunity to really hear what's going on, what, is, you know, what are the issues, how can we help you, how can we serve you, yeah. instead of coming at it with a, an attitude or a mindset that's so hostile and creating division. So I believe right. that that's how things are going to change. I I believe it too, and and I think that faith is a strong part of mental stamina. Um, we've got to keep pushing. We've got to keep pushing. Uh, obviously, there's still a fight going on um, politically, but we've got to 
we've got to keep pushing. So we're going to go to break. And, and when we come back, we're going to um, continue this conversation. And, and later in the hour, we're going to look at some research as it pertains to mental stamina. Um, I'm really enjoying this conversation. Um, stay with us and we'll be right back. Science. All right. So, yeah, I am a big science fan, specifically social science. I'm a social scientist and I have to bring up this is a really relevant theory. And um, I think a lot of us uh, have been seeing this play out either from a negative or a positive standpoint. So, um, so Renee and T, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this uh, as soon as I, I go through it. It's called it's, we've heard this before, but I don't know that many of you know that this is an actual theory that is used um, in, in psychology, um, but it's, it, it's called a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? So it's the idea that what we believe and what we think is gonna happen is exactly what happens. Um, so by definition, a self-fulfilling prophecy is the socio-psychological uh, phenomenon of someone predicting or expecting something, and this prediction or expectation coming true simply because the person believes it will. And the person's resulting behaviors um, aligning to that to fulfill that belief. So there's four different things that happen in the process of a self-fulfilling prophecy being at play. So number one, we first harbor harbor a belief or a set of beliefs about ourselves. And those beliefs, um, number two, influence our actions towards others. Because we believe a certain thing, we behave a certain way. Number three, our actions towards others shaped by our beliefs about them impact their beliefs about us. And then number four, their beliefs cause them to act in ways consistent with those beliefs towards us, consistent with that thing that we believed was going to happen in the first place. And so what it does is it just reinforce those beliefs and it's just this cycle. So you go into a situation with an idea of what you think is going to happen you behave based on what you think, the people respond to you based on how you're behaving, and then that thing happens. So I have seen this come to play in so many ways throughout 2020 and in, in a negative and a positive way. I mean, so if you believe that you're going to thrive through 2020, you behave in ways that, um, you know, that people who thrive behave and, and you're proactive and you're solution oriented and you're strategic. And guess what? The result is that you do indeed succeed. So um, I, I find it really fascinating and really relevant to um, to what we've experienced, been experiencing this year. Um, what are your thoughts on 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 this phenomenon? Has this have you seen this play out in your own personal life? We'll start with Renee. Oh, no, we'll start with T. <laughs> Um, so actually, I have seen this come out in my own personal life. Of course, I've seen it play out in other people's lives as well. But I think it's absolutely true. You know, we do a lot of things based off of what we're told or things that we may see. And all those things that you mentioned lead up to an ending result. So let's just say a child was always told they'll never be nothing, you know, yeah. and, you know, if they kept hearing it all the time as a kid and then even as a teenager and then maybe even some as an adult, they really probably felt like they weren't capable of doing anything until they have that aha moment mm. where, you know, someone who may have been a role model or a mentor turns around and tell them, like, you are something, you, you know, let's sit down and have this conversation. Let's figure out some things. And now they might be a multimillionaire. 
You right. know, so these things really do play a huge part. I'm really big on, um, like I said, we've been talking about faith the whole time, prayer. I'm really big on surrounding myself with positive people, especially um, people who are places where I want to be, especially in business or even as an individual where yeah. I see myself within maybe like the next five years or whatever it may be. But you have to continuously surround yourself with positive people, feed yourself positive energy. And if you have those negative individuals and it can be places or things as well, please remove yourself because you have to realize when you're on life's journey or business journey, you can't bring everybody and everything with you. <laughs> so you have to be able to know that sometimes you have to separate yourself in order to grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and, and that that is so important. I think that we have people in our lives and, and, and you know, this kind of ties in as well with the relationship piece. We have people in our lives who are stuck to we're stuck with them. <laughs> and especially during this um, pandemic, we might be stuck in the house with them. And this is mm-hmm. where the mental part comes in, because when you say separate yourself from them, Sometimes we have to just do that mentally. If we can't physically yep. separate, we've got to mentally figure out how to, I'm not, I'm not letting this get to me. I'm not. Absolutely. Um, is Renee with us? I know she was, uh, there you are. Yes. So Renee, um, when it comes to this idea of, of, you know, the self-fulfilling prophecy, um, you know, how have you seen that play out in, in your own experience? You know, she gave a perfect example. Um, you know, I was that child that was told that I would never be anything. I was the child that was told that, uh, you know, I was a teenage mom. You can't accomplish anything being a teenage mother. And that mold, you know, those words shaped me for years. I'm talking about maybe 15 years. And it wasn't until my early 30s that I was able to actually see that I can become something. You know, what was spoken over me, that's not who I am. That's not who God purposed me to be. Right. And I'm so thankful that I was able to tap into my purpose. I was able to break that mold that was spoken over me because words are powerful. Yes, they are. Words can shape your words can shape your personality. They can shape who you are. They can shape your very being. But I'm so thankful that I was able to pray. I was able to find out who I was outside of what was spoken over me. And that's when a light bulb came on and biz, you know, my businesses began to come out. My book um, came out. So many things came out after I realized that, that the words are just words. They were not who I am and not who I was destined to be. Wow. That is so powerful. Um, and, you know, we're, we're going to go to break. Um, and and I would love to learn a little bit more about this book as well um, when we come back. So um, so stay with us. I also want to delve into relationships a bit. You know, what does that mean to build your mental stamina team? Woo-hoo. So stay with us uh, and we'll be right back. I'm Dr. Pamela, and um, today we are talking about mental stamina, and um, I am joined by Tiana C. Goodwin, as well as Renee Hub, and um, we're just really talking about what does it take to to push through, you know, with this whole mental stamina thing. Um, Renee mentioned before the break that, um, and by the way, definitely um, add your comments and, and uh, you know, on, on Facebook if you're following us. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts and, and get what your take on this whole thing is as well. Uh, but before the break, Renee was mentioning um, a book. And Renee, I would love for you to share a little bit about um, your book. Sure. Uh, my book is called From Bound to Bound, 
And it's a book is based on my life, being a teenage mom, overcoming suicide, being homeless, wow. uh, just many battles that I had to overcome, like I stated, to just get to where I am right now. Um, and the book is available on Amazon, um, any major um, site you can find it, and also on my website as well. Wow. So basically your book could be called Mental Stamina. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because it talks about how to get free from every situation, wow. suicide, bad relationship, overcoming um, things that have been spoken over you, like we just mentioned. So pretty much, yeah. yes. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Powerful. Um, well, you know, one of the things that I wanted to uh, make sure that we talked about just, you know, um, is the importance of relationships, you know, that's come up and, you know, we've mentioned it a few times today. Um, but really, if we look at, um, you know, what it takes to have mental stamina, I would love for you to each talk about the importance of the team, the mental stamina team that you may have either intentionally or unintentionally built in in the process of, of surviving um, 2020. So for me personally, um, like you said, it actually happened um, like on purpose. Like, you know, um, of course, you know, I have those specific um, family members that I go to or friends or, you know, mentors and role models that I go to. But my closest crew, um, some of them actually fell in like, you know, and that's sometimes how it is. Like we don't walk around and say, you know, you do this and mm -hmm. you're going to provide this for me and you do that. It really happens by accident, guys. Like, so sometimes you just have to take um, a deeper look into who you surround yourself with and then figure out where you can move people. So, you know, you might have that friend who, you know, y'all really, really been friends for a long time, but you know, you probably can't talk business with them. You know, yeah. or you can just Absolutely. go to them for your personal relationships or whatever it is. Or if you're someone that's about to get married, you're not going to go to the single friend for advice. You're going to go to the married <laughs> friends for advice. So everybody has a specific, you know, designated thing that they are able to offer. I am very content with the circle I have. Um, I wouldn't trade them for the world. Um, and each person play a part, whether it's somebody I can talk to about you know, some things I may be going to or going through. And then the ones that we can just chop it up about business all day, all night. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, and I think that that circle, like you said, it's more organic. It's not like, okay, I'm going to pick you and pick you and pick you, but it's you, you tend to gravitate or gravitate to and attract the people who have similar mindsets. You, you know, something happens, something is said, they see how you handle it. You see how they handle it. And there's compatibility and there's just kind of this this energy that happens um, between like minded people. And, and you know, so that's one of the ways that it happens. Um, I'm a part of a group. And, and at one point um, it was stated, you know, I don't have a circle. I don't have a circle. What does that mean? And, um, you know, and I think that that sometimes we might just have our one person. It doesn't need to be a circle of 20 people. It could just be that one person. And, and sometimes um, we are isolated more than others um, because it gives us time to think. We may not want to think, but sometimes we're forced to think. <laughs> we're yeah. forced to process and find out you know, what's going on here. Um, Renee, um, what about you and in terms of your thoughts on that, that relationship and building that mental stamina team? Uh, your team is very important. I'm so thankful for the core group that I have around me that can keep me level-headed, that can tell me the truth, that can be honest with me. 
And also that can, you know, again, pray with me and let me know, you know, Renee, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think that's a good move. Whatever team you have, you need to have someone that's not afraid to be honest yeah. with you that will tell you the truth. Absolutely. We need our truth tellers. We may not always like them. Um, I have a few of them and I go to blows with them, but they're, they're honest (laughs) and they know who they are. (laughs) Um, But no, no, that is, that is absolutely important. And if we are going to get stronger and grow, um, you know, we absolutely um, have to, you know, be willing because sometimes we just exclude people. Sometimes we just build a wall around ourselves um, and, and we need to, be willing to be open um, to allowing people in, you know, so it it can go both ways. You never know, you know, sometimes you learn the hard way, you let the wrong person in, but guess what? That's okay. You grow through that. It's okay. (laughs) So I want to give you each the opportunity to just kind of give me, we've got three minutes, um, just the last nugget of information you want everybody to know, as well as how they can get in touch with you and the work that you're doing. Um, So we'll start with Renee. Sure. You can find me um, on Instagram at inspiring to live, or you can look up my name, um, Renee Hub, R-E-N-N-E-E Hub. Um, Also, I just wanted, uh, I guess the last piece I would leave with people is to make sure you have peace with every decision that you make. In your yes. personal life, your business life, make sure you have peace. Make sure you pray and make sure you're not led by emotion with every decision that you make. That's such that's good, that's good, good stuff. Uh, the peace is like our barometer for, it's our measuring stick. Um, so that is so important. Um, so yes, yes, thank you so much. Um, T? Everybody can follow me on Facebook at the Divine Connections Agency and also Purposely Bossing Up, as well as Instagram, the Tiana Experience, and that's T-I-J-A-N-I-A Experience and at Purposely Bossing, B-O-S-S-I-N. I think a great piece of advice um, for you guys is just to stand firm in whatever that you believe in. Don't let the naysayers tell you that you're not capable of doing something. Take the time to prove them wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're the ones who are, are, are partially responsible for where I am today because I'm hard headed. <laughs> so, oh, I can't. OK, watch me. You know, I'm one of those people. So, <laughs> I want to thank you both for, for taking the time to join me today. Um, and, you know, just such an important topic and the work um, that you both are doing is so important. Um, you know, our circles need us. And I'm thankful for the work that you all are doing um, for the circle that you're influencing. Um, and as well as those who are watching the show today who have had the privilege of, of having, you know, heard your story. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're going to continue on with the second hour um, with our next guest. Um, so definitely stay in tune, um, stay engaged. Um, this next guest is a, um, a fitness guru who did get covid and uh, we're going to talk about the ways in which she fought through that. So stay with us. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome to the second half of the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and I am here every Thursday where we talk about love, uh, definitely love, but we have conversations around humanity, intellect, and change every Thursday from 11 to 1. Again, I'm Dr. Pamela. And um, today's show, we've been talking about mental stamina. And in the first hour, we had two guests, who, um, one of which um, who 
really talks about or works with businesses and helps them build their brand and helps them tie their purpose to their brand. Um, and a second guest who um, experienced COVID firsthand with um, within her family, um, with four family members who um, tragically died from COVID. Um, so we are going to continue this conversation of mental stamina and what it means in 2020 to push through. We've got a few weeks left. And I know, I know that when it hits midnight, it doesn't just magically all go away. It does not. Um, but it does give us a marker and it gives us an opportunity to think, how am I going to step into 2021? Knowing all that I know and learning all that I have learned, seeing all that I have seen in 2020. Um, so in this next half of the show, I'll be joined by our next guest, Tamika Hardin, and um, we'll get her personal account on fighting COVID and how maintaining a positive mindset has been integral integral to her own journey. Um, I, I can guarantee that there's going to be some good nuggets here, um, things that you can take with you, strategies that you can adopt for yourself. Um, so definitely stay with us this hour. And um, we're, we're, we would love to hear your thoughts. So definitely, if you're on Facebook, we're on Facebook Live on the Sensation Station Network page. Jump on, add your comments, um, get engaged, and we'll be right back. Hello, welcome back to I'm Dr. Pamela. And um, today we are talking about mental stamina. And uh, like I said, in the first hour, we had two guests on who shared their experiences with mental stamina. And in this hour, um, we have a third guest, Tamika Harden, who um, is here to talk about her experience with surviving COVID and um, also, um, you know, how she, what her strategies were and what her mindset was. So, Tamika Harden is a professional. Uh, fitness trainer and instructor and coronavirus survivor. survivor. Um, and this is after being denied um, twice to take a test. Harden ran a viable gym in New York City where she easily trained 200 plus women a month. Having faced a near-death experience, her story is one of triumph, optimism, and hope. Harden's two adopted children and nanny have also tested positive. However, she has pushed her way through the virus with a positive mental attitude and through positive action via healthy living and wellness. She's recovered and aims to assist those in the fight against COVID-19 through wellness and fitness. Welcome, Tamika. There she is. Hi. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> I can hear you. How are you doing? I'm I'm well, thank you. Thank yeah, and, and and is that are you feeling well? How are how are you feeling? Uh, well, I'm well. Um, my son is not well right now, and we had to take him out of school. And he's like, "Mommy, it feels like COVID." And mm. like, "Baby, I hope we you can't get it again. You can get it again." So I actually today have to take him to urgent care and make sure he's okay. Um, and I ha have a sinus infection. I don't know what's going on. This thing is not gone, um, but I'm just praying all is well. I beat it once and yes. I'm strong enough. So how long ago did you have it? Uh, in March is when I tested positive for COVID. Okay. It's, it's, it's been some time since then. And um, I haven't had any reoccurring symptoms or anything like that. Um, so, so far, all has been well. Okay. Okay. So you were one of the early cases that when we were all still trying to figure out, do we wear a mask? Do we not wear a mask? What are we supposed to be doing? 
Yes. And because of that, um, my neighborhood, you know, we weren't prepared in terms of medical supplies, in terms of testing sites. Uh, the CDC, the wait time to get through was five hours at a time when calling. So that is one of the reasons why I experienced so many barriers when it came to trying to get testing mm-hmm. tested and trying to find out uh, solutions and support that was available in my community. Okay. Okay. And so, and and here I have that your your um, both of your adopted children, as well as your nanny, have um, and and I'll just say children, um, but both of your children as well as your nanny um, had tested positive. Was that around that time, or is that I know you you said your son is starting to kind of feel some symptoms now, um, but was it around that time in March when they first? The the way that that works is if you test positive for COVID-19, anyone that lives in your household is deemed positive. Whether or not, because that is how contagious the virus is and how quickly it spreads. So basically what I had to do was monitor their symptoms, check their fever, Mm -hmm. practice, check their temperature to see if they had a fever, practice social distancing from them within the home. Uh, you are told to literally walk around with disinfectant from mm-hmm. the bathroom to, uh, you, you know, wh- whatever you touch in the home because even your feces is contaminated and your waste. I mean, you literally have to practice all protocol in the home because that's how contagious the virus is and how quickly it can spread. So right. I didn't see any worsening symptoms in my boys. My nanny, I did, and we just used every remedy that we could think of from over-the-counter meds to uh, respiratory devices to help in terms of um, uh, just her clearing her airways, and we didn't see her symptoms worsen, which was good. Okay. Uh, no one was as bad as I had gotten, um, and I'm grateful for that because out of all of them, I may have been the healthiest in terms yeah. of lifestyle and my mindset. So if anyone had to face it, you know, the full way, it, it should have been me um, because I, I was definitely strong enough to, to get through it. Thank God. Wow. Okay. Okay. So then I need to ask the question, how bad did it get for you? What, what was that experience like for you? The first three days, it felt like flu-like symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, I was lethargic. I had to call out of work, but within a day or two, with just uh, over-the-counter meds and normal, you know, um, wellness practices that someone like myself would, you know, a little go for a walk, try to work out, try to sweat it out, I felt fine. But by let's say two days later, after that, this is now five days ill. It felt like I had gotten hit by a truck. By that point, mm-hmm. there was no fight back. It was lay down. You know, and at that point, I had no energy to do anything but rest. I had no desire to eat. I had no desire to drink every day. Uh, one of my caretakers would bring me tea and fluids, and I barely drank those. I only got out of bed for basic, um, you know, uh, hygienic purposes. That was right. the only reason. There, there was no desire to do anything else. And I, I took over the counter meds when I felt well enough. I juiced and I ate whatever I could. And I felt that way for about 10 days in total. And okay. towards the maybe fifth or seventh day is when I had found out that I had come into contact with someone who tested positive. And that's when I began my quest to get tested. 
I see. Okay. Okay. So this was, this was after you were feeling, you know, symptoms and um, that's interesting because, you know, when, when this, I think around the same time, no, I think um, this was probably more March, uh, I'm sorry, April, May. Um, but I was following closely when Chris Cuomo, um, you know, got COVID. And one of the things that he said that he had to do with to stay up, to yes. not go down, to not, you know, to be as active as possible. And I heard you say the same thing, at least in the beginning of your process, you did the same thing. Yes. The first couple of days I had no clue well, for the majority of it. I had no clue what I had. I just okay. knew my body wasn't well. And, you know, as a fitness professional and, and Chris, he's also an active guy. You just, you listen to your body. Uh, he may have known he had sooner. I didn't, but I rested. But the moment I felt well enough, I was up. You know, mm -hmm. I was back to my normal day to day. And at that time, I was trying to get tested because it was brought to my attention. By the time I had gotten my test results back to know that I tested positive, I had already been sick for 10 days, approximately. Yeah. And by the time that call came in from the CDC, you know, the attendants gave me my results and asked me how I was feeling. And I said, Miss, I just finished teaching a Zoom workout class. Mm -hmm. And she said, wow. She said, yeah. and, you know, I said to her, no, I'm blessed and I'm grateful. And I was fortunate enough that my body fought that virus in approximately 10 to 14 days. I was sick for a total of about 21 days, I would say, and, and including quarantine and things like that a little bit longer. But in terms of being knocked down, it was about 14 days. And then seven days after that, it was just more of a respiratory uh, infection, a, a violent cough, a little hard to breathe. I remember jogging and having to stop more. But the moment my body felt well enough to move, I began to move. I didn't allow the virus to stay trapped and dormant in my body. I began to do whatever I could. Um, and and it, it really made a difference. And it does make a difference. Yeah. And, you know, and I would imagine that um, everybody would experience this or many people would experience this very differently. Um, yes. and, you know, depending on how, you know, what they can, but then I've also heard cases of people who are very healthy, who have, um, who succumbed to the disease, you know, who have, who have not made it through. And so I'm, I'm wondering if that's, I mean, if they're, we're still learning about this thing, you know, but you know, what, do you think that that's a universal solution, you know, to stay active, you know, because it's so hard to know what can work for different people. Well, one thing that we know across the board is what boosts immunity. And that is having white blood cells active and, and the way that they are active and they are reproducing rapidly is at physical activity and nutrition. Okay. You know, so our white blood cells, our immunity, that is our defense mechanism. And being healthy and being fit is not the end all be all life savior cure for everything. Because yeah. we like to believe that. You can't tell me it worked. I like to believe that. <laughs> you, know, you can't tell me that. But, you know, in hindsight and the reality of it, it doesn't make you obsolete from contracting the virus. However, it is one of the most preventative measures. It is one of the most useful forms of defense that the body has. Mm -hmm. Our health and immunity is our armor. It doesn't mean that your body can completely avoid invasion. But right. what it can tell you 
is that that armor will strap itself up. The boot <laughs> will be strapped up. That coat will be strapped up and it will okay. help give it one hell of a fight. I love and it. That is the reason why we push health and wellness now more than we have ever done before. I love it. I, I want to delve more deeply into this. Um, we're going to go to a break, um, but we come back. Um, you know, I, I want to hear about some of these strategies as well as, you know, the work that you've been doing um, in New York with your with your gym and your fitness platform and all of that. So um, we've got we've got lots more to cover. So everybody stay with us. Make sure if you are watching and following on Facebook, add your comments, ask your questions. We definitely want to be able to address those. Uh, stay with us. And we'll be right back. All right. So the science for this hour is looking at what is called, and many of us have heard this um, concept, is what's called a fixed versus growth mindset. And um, again, highly relevant to what we're dealing with today. A lot of us who might um, have more of a fixed mindset might find themselves struggling a bit more uh, with 2020. I just have to give 2020 a blanket, a blanket title, you know, but have been struggling a bit more with 2020 um, because a fixed mindset basically says I am who I am. Um, and there's, you know, trying to read up on stuff and learning things and, and acquiring new skills does not change who I am. And so in, an, you know, basically how it's defined here, individuals with a fixed mindset tend to be interested only in feedback on their success in activities um, that highlight their already existing abilities. So they're not using feedback to learn um, because they don't believe that their success depends on their effort to learn. Instead, they believe that success depends on a level of innate ability that they already have. Um, so therefore, they really struggle with failure because failure suggests constraints or limits to who they are and what it is they might be able to do. It's kind of like the be all end all. If I'm not able to do it, then I'm just not able to do it and I'm a failure and it speaks to who I am. So that's the fixed mindset. A growth mindset, on the other hand, um, it, it, it connects success to learning, to that idea that if I do the work, if I acquire new information, if I try new strategies, I might be able to experience success. Um, so it, it signals the need to pay attention to invest effort, to apply time to practice and master new opportunities. So people with growth mindsets are confident that after this kind of effort, they can learn the skill or acquire the knowledge and then improve their performance. So for them, it's, it's not about, well, I don't have it, so I'm not going to be able to get it. It's a lost cause. Like, I, I honestly can't even imagine having the mindset that I don't have it, so I will. I mean, what do you do with that? That, that just has to be hopeless. Um, so the idea here is that we want to adopt a growth mindset, particularly when we go through the kinds of things that we've been experiencing in 2020. How can I grow? How can I take what's happened and the cards that I'm dealt and add to that and grow from that and learn and adapt from that. So um, I want to bring Tamika into this conversation um, about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. In the work that you do in the fitness world, um, how do you see this play out in, in the people you work with? You're Oh, you're muted. Oh, let me make sure. Uh, I should, am I yes, there now? <laughs> okay, good. So, 
right now, um, I just took in everything that you said and I am rooting and cheering for growth mindset. And right now, thank goodness that my undergraduate degree is in psychology because right now I am using it more than I've ever had to before. My clients are walking through the door, many of them as if they are mm. carrying bricks. And what it is, is because of all the external circumstances that they have no control over. Many of them are struggling to adapt yeah. and adjust. Now, even myself, as skilled and optimistic as I am, and you know, so easy to evolve, even I've had some hard mm-hmm. days. So, but I know what to go to. I know a bag to grab, where all my tools are to help me overcome and get my strength back. Yeah. So to add to what you've said, be, throughout 2020, I have seen it differently than I've ever seen it before. Mm-hmm. And I'm just grateful that I have always been more than just a trainer. My experience lies in life coaching. Like I said, my undergraduate degree in therapy. If I didn't become and start Body Rights Tamika, I was going to be a therapist. That was uh, my next goal. But then training got in the way. But anyway, I, love it. I have to use all of my other credentials now more than ever. And it's because people are carrying the weight. And it's because that adjustment has been harder than ever before. And I've seen it in ways I've, I've never seen it. So I'm, I can definitely speak to uh, exactly what you're talking about between a, a fixed mindset and that growth mindset. Yeah, you know, so Tamika, you mentioned that um, you have those hard days and, you know, and, and same here. I definitely have those hard days. I think as long as we're human, we have those hard days and people who see maybe us in the public eye and see what we're doing, they think, yeah, right. But yeah, whatever. Hard day, smart day, right? (laughs) What does a hard day look like for you? I am a dreamer. I am overly optimistic. I am an overachiever. So what that means is I have like 10 other business ideas that I'm trying (laughs) to do. All at once. Uh, My business financially has been impacted due to COVID-19. You know, I was closed down for about eight months, six to eight months. Thank God I'm resourceful and went to Zoom, but did not uh, replace the the, the lack of income in in its entirety. Uh, So dealing with, you know, financial barriers, being closed down, uh, trying to pursue other things. I've had to adjust. I've had to adjust financially. I've had to adjust to being isolated. Um, I had to go through COVID-19, you know, physically, mentally. So that was a lot in a, in a nutshell for me. Yeah. But, you know, my mindset has always been, it's another obstacle. You know, mm-hmm. you break, I've been breaking down barriers since the day I was born, you know? So for me, it, I already have those skills and I was able to to, you know, fight back. But there were days that it was very hard. Uh, One of my biggest tools besides prayer and working out was the support from my virtual community. Mm. I quickly went to Zoom to be a leader to my community and my clients. But they don't know every day they was pouring into me just a little bit. And they would text me and they would say, Tamika, you've been an angel to us during this time. And I would mm-hmm. say, no, you've been an angel to me. And the power of support has been tremendous uh, yeah. through quarantine and COVID-19. And that's where I pulled a lot of my strength from. 
And that's where I've encouraged people on every live and every interview that I've been on was to utilize the support in their community and, you know, virtually. And, and that's what really, really helped besides, you know, working out and everything else. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so pulling from that community and then the, the personal stuff, the prayer, the, the positive affirmations, talking to, you know, I, I do that. I talk to myself. I will be walking around this house speaking to myself, like, look, yes. woman. <laughs> we've been talking to ourselves probably now more than ever before. <laughs> yes. Yes. Me yes. Too. Yeah. So don't be afraid. Those of you who are watching and listening, do not be afraid. You are not weird. There's nothing wrong with you. Speak in. We encourage it. We encourage it. You know, Um, you have to be your biggest cheerleader. You have to be able to self-evaluate. You are your best friend. You are your cheerleader. And you have to be able to, you know, just say out loud what you're going through. Express it, even if it's just personally. Um, and, and, And then develop a game plan, you know, know what you need in terms of your support and your strength and just start pulling from those things. Because like you said, you're only human. We are all going through it. Some of us more than others. My biggest advice is exercising. It is a great way to release endorphins and it makes feel good. And, you know, I always joke with people and I say, it's the same hormone that's released during an orgasm. Yes. See if I get them to want to work out. That's still <laughs> work all the time, but it's the same thing. And Why do y'all think I exercise so much? I'm single. I got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's another podcast conversation. All other conversation. <laughs> you know, but I, I tell them, I try to encourage them to, to move the body. It's a great way to make you feel good. Utilizing the virtual fitness communities that are out there. Every single instructor has literally taken it live and, and taken it online. So the movement yes. helps. There's yoga, there's meditation. I know in my community and in, in, in New York State now, all mental health services, they have uh, removed the co-pays. They have removed a lot of the restrictions that were attached. So you can also get mental health services if you need them in your community. You know, just utilizing those things because they really do make a difference. Yeah. Well, you know, I would imagine, I'm, I'm wondering the ways in which that this, this um, sort of um, moving everything to virtual has um, possibly boosted the the business or the potential for um you know fitness because i i do follow now virtually i'm a gym fanatic i need to be in the gym i need to i've joined virtual communities because i'm not ready to go to the gym yet even though they're open i'm not ready yet so uh, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to spend my money on somebody on screen who's willing to, to guide me through, even though I, I prefer to exercise by myself. I prefer to run. I am not a social fitness person. I don't like when people try to talk to me. I am an introvert when it comes to that. But I have been definitely involved in the virtual communities. I'm just wondering, has that created a boost in the industry at all? I, I, I mean, I see it up as, a, as a permanent pivot in some ways. I see it as a permanent pivot. Kudos. It's like it's like that stock that you wish you would have bought a long time ago. It's like that. So it's every instructor who had already solidified their platform online and had already started online training. They were like at the head of the game because 
They were already ready. I mean, you had to see me and many of my colleagues. We're like, Zoom, what? What are <laughs> so funny? In the beginning, my sound quality was horrible. I was the biggest speaker I can find. I mean, so in terms of that pivot, we had to do it quickly. Yeah. And it was like, if you wasn't ready, you better get ready. Right. And because of that, there was a lot of obstacles and it made it a little harder. And, you know, like the person that I, I share my space with, he didn't even go online. He's not of the social media world. He's not mm -hmm. a online tech savvy and he didn't do as well. You yeah. know, so the only thing is the pivot is great and it is good for the um the, the person who thinks out of the box, it is good for, you know, someone who's innovative, but it didn't work for everyone. And, you yeah. know, you're going to see that with a quick transition. For myself, I'm optimistic. And for me, I've always wanted to go virtually. I've always wanted oh. to uh, invest more there and spend more time. So I, I, I looked at COVID-19 as, you know what? We didn't want this. Uh, a lot of people are suffering. We could have, we could have, we could have done well without it. Right, but, right. <laughs> you know, pulling the positive from it, it helped me shift my business online. Uh, something that was on my vision board and and something that I've always wanted to do. It just made me do it a lot faster. Yeah. That was one of the plus pluses that came out of it. Um, it made me a person who is already humble. It made me even more humble. It. it has made me even more frugal. It's like keep the money under the mattress. Hello. Another mattress. So yes, it, it, it all together. I've taken some great things from it. And I'm excited about this pivot. Although I love it was it. Yeah. Well, I, I have a couple more questions about your business, um, but we're going to go to break. And um, again, anybody who is following us on social media, feel free to jump in, ask questions. Um, this is a great way to, to get some advice uh, from a fitness expert. Um, but stay with us and we'll be right back on the live exchange. Welcome back to the live exchange, Pamela. And um, today I'm joined by Tamika Hardin, who is a, an expert in health and wellness. And um, I'm loving this because I love health and wellness so much. And so I get to kind of get some free advice, no, <laughs> free conversation. No, but um, I, I, so one of the things that I've noticed as a business owner myself is that need to pivot, is that need to. Um, like on a dime, because what we do is, is um, it's the Academy of Creative Coaching and we do live training um, certification over a four day period. So we would go to different cities, New York included, California, wherever in the country um, and conduct these trainings, which were going really well come March, you know, we're thinking, no. And so what we had to do immediately was go online and, you know, we didn't miss a beat. We didn't miss a beat. People signed up for the online training sitting on the internet for 10 hour days um, and, and they signed up. And so I'm noticing that you did the same thing. And I think that the businesses that are able to do that, because I guess you can't necessarily do that with all businesses, but the ones that are doing it and, and they jumped on it, they didn't take time to think about it. It's like, yes. nope, we got to move. Um, what was that transition like for you in, in your own business? So it's so funny because, um, you know, I had to pivot quickly and I told you about all the, the difficulties and, and this room that I'm in, actually, it was my love. 
and I had it finished. It wasn't as jazzy. And I said, you know what? I'm going to invest and get me some nice wallpaper and nice, you know, I, I had ordered me a light kit and I said, I'm going to figure this thing out, you know, and it was just about pivoting and, and not that you had to invest a lot, but it was about being resourceful, using yeah. what you had, not allowing your doors being forced to close down, whether, you know, your storefront business or what have you to stop you from trying to continue uh, to make a living and, and make your income and doing what you love to do. Right. And the thing about it is that pivot was a lot easier because, I mean, it still was difficult, but it was there was support here because the community wanted to help. You know, your clients, your students. I had clients, they would just send me money to say, you know, do you need money for food and things mm-hmm. like that? And one client, she would just cash at me and I and I would say, no, you don't have to. And she would still send it. So it was just like, even if you didn't have it all figured out, people were there to help and they were ready yeah. to help. And, and that's what we did. And I'm just glad to hear that you did the same. And, and that's what I did. And then I upgraded as I could. I got a better speaker. Yep. <laughs> you know, and, and yes. we just made it work. And I think it taught us all more resiliency and just uh, gratitude and just that mindset that, listen, I have to be able to adjust. And for those who haven't taken that on and have struggled some, it's not too late, you know, to to work on that mindset and make some adjustments um, because we have to be ready. We never know what could be thrown at us. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I think it's so important that you said it's not too late. It's it's not too late. And, you know, and, and look, even if, you know, for some people, yeah, my business is shut down. It's too late. Um, it's not too late to pick up and and to to pick up from wherever you are and, yeah. and start again. Um, the the resources keep coming. I just discovered a whole new resource for um, independent business owners where uh, you know that allows you to warehouse stuff and it's kind of like a co working space and then they fulfill shipments for you and I'm like what? So yes. this is like the entrepreneur era over time and you know we we have to have the mindset to turn things around and you know one of the things that positives that came out of COVID and and not to be insensitive to the the the, the lives lost and things like that but we were forced to sit still for six to eight months right and the American lifestyle if you don't have three jobs Mm -hmm. and a backup job you know you're not normal you yeah. know, we are, we are go-getters. We are always hustling and bustling. And many of us never have the time or even allow ourselves to have the time to sit still. Yeah. And this time, you've had, many of us have had time to think about that dream that we wanted to pursue or that thing that we wanted to pursue. And the thing about life is when you go through the trenches, when you go through uh, not so easy experiences like COVID 19, often you come out stronger. So those who may have feared that endeavor or moving forward, now they may feel like, well, you know what? I've survived COVID. I can yep. survive anything. And you can use that to help you go for it. So the the moral of the story for me is, listen, we have been through this thing. Uh, We can't change it. It's not completely over. But what we do have control over is our mind and our mindset. And we reprogram and we can shift 
and we can make it a much better experience than it has been thus far. For some of Gosh, I mean, so many nuggets. I hope y'all are taking notes. <laughs> this is such good information. Um, one of the things, and and I just have a quick question before we go to break, um, and I just just for clarification, in in the bio, it had mentioned that you you ran a viable gym in New York City. Are you still doing that, or have you shifted everything? Or is that gym still in existence? Uh, we're back open. We're operating at 30% uh, percent capacity and, and okay. following all of the uh, COVID-19 guidelines. Not all of my clients have come back. I am operating at maybe about 50% of my normal uh, load of clients. But you know what? Thank God it's still working and it's been well enough to sustain and, and still you know work towards growth. This thing is going to pass. It and will pass. My, my doors are still open. And if they close again, I'll be you know getting it on in my new Zoom room. Right. I'm still teaching Zoom workouts. I've just decreased them so that way I can handle both in-person and, and Zoom client, virtual clients. But you know okay. what? It's, I'm still kicking and, I, and I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever. And yep. you know what? When one door, the, you know, doors close, but there are doors open all over the world. Yes. There, there are an abundance of doors that yes. can be open. So uh, we're going to go to break and uh, we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela. And over the past hour, I've been speaking with Tamika Harden, um, who is an expert in fitness and health and wellness. Um, and wow, what a, an amazing conversation it's been. I feel like kindred spirits are like, ah, she's saying she's she's killing me. Um, and so I, I really wanted to um, just kind of delve, delve into, you know, just maybe some strategies that people can adopt. Um, we've got about five minutes, um, but what what can people do? I know you've talked about your own mindset and maybe people are listening right now who don't already have that mindset. How do they even get there to the point where I can get myself through this? A queen of audio books. Yeah, you're good sure. now. Good. Uh, it's so funny because I just downloaded a, a new, I was so uh, interested in, in the topic on mental stamina. And there's actually several books that are called mental stamina. And, you know, from my life coaching certifications and all this stuff, I'm well abreast, but you can always learn more and read more. So one of the things is most of us are driving a lot, pop in an audio book. How do I gain mental strength? Mm -hmm. Because some of us really don't know what that looks like. And that's okay to not know. Yeah. So, you know, pulling information from audio books or literature or podcasts or, you know, things like that. Uh, that is one go-to for me. Also, finding a, a mentor or a good friend or supportive friend that may can share some tips with you or help you. One of the biggest things that I tell people all the time, stop trying to fight your battles alone. Stop mm. trying to progress in life alone because we're not meant to do all these great, fabulous things alone. Yeah. You know, seek the support. And if it's not supportive, you can leave them and, and do it alone. But seek like Dr. Pamela, like myself, fitness professionals, because that's really what we do. And we yeah. love doing it, you know? Yeah. Educate yourself as much as possible with using the resources that you have, whether it's free or online, library, what have you. Seeking guidance and support from professionals. And yeah. you can find it for, on every budget, every price range. We are there. We're, we're ready and willing to, to help. And then adapt 
uh, principles and practices that are related to self-care. And that is, a, there's a, a list of them, starting with meditation, body movement, finding fun activities that can do, that uh, enhance your mood state, loving on you, spending more time with you. So those are my three go-tos, seek support, self-educate, and finding new creative ways uh, to embrace self-care and make it time for you because you are the most important thing first. And you can't yeah. be good if you're not being good to yourself first. I love that. I love that. And, I, and I'll add kind of like a sub bullet point under <laughs> the, the educating yourself part. Um, I think one of the things that have helped me so much is learning people's stories. Um, you know, and so sometimes we think self-education is about learning those those philosophies and strategies and theories, but, you know, learning about people, like reading Michelle Obama's book, um, having understood her journey and realizing, wow, in so many ways, she looks like me. She sounds like me. I've been through that. Um, it's amazing what we can learn by, um, you know, examining somebody's backstory and realizing, oh, they're normal people. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I will add that to the list. I, I, total, I totally agree. And, and just knowing that, listen, people are, they come into your life for a reason and a season. Yeah. And you can learn so much from the people around you. And many people, they, they don't mind helping and, and, and just giving information. And don't be afraid to ask because you're not expected to know everything. And be open for change. Yeah. You know what? Another thing, I'm, I'm going to add another one. Um, it, and it's only because I'm looking at your beautiful background. And I'm thinking, you know what? Creating a space that that gives you life makes yeah. a difference as well. Because I think when you're in a space that is, is reminiscent of maybe your depression or your sadness, um, rather than of things that give you life, I'm sure it gave you life to even put that together. Yeah. Uh, your environment makes such a big difference in your mood. Absolutely. I, I agree. And um, if you are stuck indoors and you feel like you need a change of environment, that's what we're talking about, utilizing the virtual communities. And, you know, that alone is a change. Although you're still home, you're yes. still a because that leader or that trainer or that course is still pouring into you and helping to shift your mood state and your energy. So still isolated, utilize the shift that, that can be provided by virtual, you know, engaging virtually and then taking it to nature, going to the local parks, utilizing outdoors. That's a great way to soak up some vitamin D and, you know, soak up some good energy from nature. And it will, it's a good way to just boost your mood and, and relax you and make you feel good. So right now, I need everyone who's viewing and who's out there, develop a list, yeah, my happy list. And Love just it. now think about a few things that make you happy. Keep the cupcakes off of it, though. And <laughs> keep the popcorn off of it. We want you to dig a little deeper inside. And be creative with that list. And really keep that list in the back of your pocket because I have my list. I call it my recipe. It's my go-to. It's what I, if I'm crying, I'm sad, I'm down, I go to my list. And now the list is so embedded in me, I can go to it mentally. So develop that list because that is going to be the things that help you get through the, some of the hardest obstacles in your life. And it's going to help you uh, get through the rest of COVID-19. 
I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Tamika. And now that you have gone virtual, we are at the end of the show. Um, and so I'm actually a little bit behind. Um, but now that you have created this virtual community, people from all over the world can now join you. So you've expanded your business in a lot of ways. How can people reach you um, before we before we sign out? You can reach me at bodybytamika.com. And that's B-O-D-Y is right on the screen, bodybytamika.com. Uh, also, bodybytamika on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And I'm still building. Uh, so just follow me, stay in touch. If you have any questions, I will personally answer them and get back to you. And I appreciate the support. I thank you so much for joining me today. I'm definitely going to have to have you back for sure. Uh, yes. This was excellent. I'm interested in all that you have to talk about. So we okay. must. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today for the live exchange where we where we exchange compelling dialogue around humanity, intellect, and change every Thursday from 11 to 1. Um, I'll be back. Um, and our next show, we're going to be talking about um, soulmates. Woohoo. All right. So have a wonderful rest of the week. Stay safe, write down those happy things, and um, have a wonderful um, day.